a bit of a funny one today. Deflated by the football, but we're not going to let it upset you. We're going to bring that energy. It's beer wrap and banana. Myself, Ben, English. Speak for yourself. I am deflated. Flipping arsehole. <laughs> Don't should've be, won. man. Should have won. Come on. But, That's not but we move. We move. That's it. Don't let them affect your move. Don't let them affect your move. It's uh, impossible. It's Saturday. It's happy Independence Day. Is it for Ghana? Let's speak on it. It is. Happy Independence Day to Ghana. Ghana um, was born on the 6th of March in 1957. How about that? It's a birthday. It's your birthday. So if you're celebrating, big up the Ghanaians. We've obviously uh, family and friends. And um, big up Thomas Partey as well, my favourite Ghanaian, other than you, Cal, obviously. Shout out to Thomas Partey, man. Yeah, like... Um, it's, it's sad that he didn't get a W on, on Independence Day. You know, it's a, it's a national holiday for him in his country. You know, everybody's going to be chilling and celebrating, <laughs> and have, having a nice meal, like going to parties, which is what you would normally do if you're not in the bloody COVID-19 lockdown times. Mm, mm, mm. Well, hopefully people are celebrating, like you said, on different different ways, whether it's on a, on a Zoom call, on a social media, if they've got friends around. Oh, but keep it, you know, keeping everyone safe. So big up, big up the Ghanaians, big up everyone celebrating. Calls for celebration. We've got calls for celebration. We've got a light at the end of the tunnel. Everyone's going back to school soon. Um, people should be lifting up. The lockdown meeting up soon. And yeah, man, we're not gonna we're not gonna focus on the government giving one percent to the nurses. That was a piss take. And uh yeah, man. Just conservative government just ruining it for everyone. You're ruining it. You're ruining it. That's what they do, man. Um, well, not ruining it for themselves, obviously. Um, I'm sure they'll be very happy with the way that things are going for them. Of course, of course, of course, of course. But yeah, we move as they say. So yeah, how you been, man? How you been this week? Another episode? Yeah, man. Just same old, same old for me. Um same old disappointment with Arsenal. Same old Arsenal. Shout out to Dan and them, man, with the, with the podcast and that. You know, the whole title of their podcast is literally about what happened today. Um, it's just going to put a dampener on my weekend, isn't it? But, you know, we're going to try and move it move it along. Keep it going, man. Keep it vibing. Just keep vibing with me. Just keep riding with me. That's it. All right. There's lots to get through. There's lots to get through. Big up, Ryan, uh, from the Don't Be A Dick podcast, usually with us. Big up, Ashley, from Play On. Don't forget, you can check us out on all podcast platforms all streaming platforms as we get you through the week obviously be more people will be commuting now so hopefully listening share it and uh yeah man if you don't know what we do we're talking this music we're talking culture we're having chat we usually have a beer or two i've not had a beer in ages well i've not had a proper drink with you in ages cal because we've just not been drinking and uh, i've been too tired to drink man when you have a baby it's like you don't even want a beer or a bit of wine or whatever really? because yeah trust me mate you will not you just you've never felt tiredness in your life this is and and all my all my all the listeners who are parents will definitely um, this will resonate with them that this is the most intense and hardest thing I've ever had to do, mate. It is nonstop, and tiredness is a new level of tiredness. And when you sit down, you think, oh, I might have a beer. Nah, forget about it because you got to be up in the middle of the night. Forget about it. Forget about it. You got to be. You got to be on. We're gonna point, have a beer, mate. huh? You think you're going to relax? Forget about it. That's what the baby says. Hey, take a look at a bad guy, okay? Take a look at a bad guy. You want to point the finger? And you think you sit down and then boom, shitty nappy, screaming baby, screaming wife, 
screaming everyone it is mental mental absolutely mental so i've not had a beer um properly to enjoy it with you or the lads i had a beer with my neighbor the other day and then even after that i was feeling a bit like oh i shouldn't have done that been a bit mashed so yeah anyway let's go let's go let's go i don't know if you've been drinking you've been on a bit of a hiatus like I turned into a Muslim or something. Like I just, I just the way life has gone, man. I don't really drink anymore. I've got no alcohol in my house. I've got nothing here. I'm just drinking tea. Um, right, right now, just before we we went live, uh, I had a ginger and lemon tea with an actual slice of lemon in there as well. So that's pretty much it for me, man. Just on this herbal tea thing. There's no flipping green tea in my local store, so I'm drinking peppermint and flipping lemon and ginger. Nice, nice. So big up all the non-drinkers then, getting you through. Um, I think we just kick-started, man. Let's get kick-started. I want to kick-start with music and this sort of music and film, if you're all right with that. We'll just get, get chatting. Now, I let's thought... Go, let's go, let's go. I thought Getz got number one. I'm just looking. I thought he got number one. He narrowly missed out to Mogwai. Is it Mogwai? Yeah. Mogwai the band by just under 3,000 uh, sales, whether that's streams or physical copies. So uh, big shout out to Gets that got a number two. He didn't quite get the number one, which is unfortunate, um, but definitely worth checking out because that is a really good album. And it would have been nice for Graham to get a number one, especially someone like Gets who is top tier echelon, someone who we can listen to because of his lyricism and concepts of his songs, but didn't quite get it. So that was, that was unfortunate. Um, did you see his uh, promo campaign where he drove a tank through central London? Just before you get into that, what exact chart are you looking on? Cause I just went on the official charts.com and I can see we've got architects at number one in albums and Digger D is actually number three in, yeah, in that's, albums. I was going to get to that. That's this week. You know, you know the way, you know the speed it moves. That is this mm. week's number one. I'm talking last week's number one. Okay. You're okay. getting ahead. You're getting ahead. Of the, okay. You're getting okay. ahead. My bad. My bad. My bad. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're missing up the flow, the hustle and flow. Digger D's number three, made in the Pyrex. Woo 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 woo. Which uh, all my drill drill people they can appreciate that. And then somewhere along the line, Getz was battling it out last week. There was a massive campaign online to sort of get get Getz to number one. Mm, I took a part of the little show. I played my part. Yeah. Um, and he was pushing because it wasn't far off getting number one. I know he had a, he had an uh, interview with ZZ Mills and he said there was just a, you know, about 700 copies or so many hundred copies of number one. So he was pushing, pushing, pushing. But, you know, losing to Mogwai is not a bad thing. And it is, uh, you know, it's a it's a solid album. Whether you've got number one or not, I mean, obviously you want to put that on your on your wall and say, yeah, I've got a number one album. But this this is an album that will stand the test of time. I feel so big up gets. Yeah, just to go back, did you see him driving a tank? Did you see the promo that he did? I just saw a picture of it. I didn't actually see like a video, but it, yeah, it's an awesome look, man. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. So. Um, just wanted to reference that. And also, well, the Digger D thing, haven't really listened to it. But, I mean, if you're into your drill, there's a few drill songs I like from him. But they all sound the same, if I'm honest. All drill does so that sound the same. I think we had this conversation last episode. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I, I think, uh, first of all, people definitely go get that Conflict of Interest album, the Gets album, if you haven't got it. It's absolutely amazing. We talked about that on the last episode. Um, this Digger D guy, though, I do think, like, 
he is the leader of this new wave. And um, like you saw like in that Gasworks freestyle with like, there was like a hundred bloody drill MCs. Obviously I'm exaggerating, but there was like loads of drill MCs and a cypher. Yeah, not Gasworks. was clearly the best one out of all of them, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. Um, it was his label, it wasn't Gasworks? But yeah, he was. He was. He was the oh, best okay. with um, with uh, millions. Um, it was part of his label. Uh, I'll, I'll bring it up in a minute, but it wasn't. I, I know what you mean. It wasn't Gasworks though. Gasworks was something else. Okay, I thought that was a Gasworks freestyle, man. Nah, man. Nah, man. Gasworks don't really do. They they do the live DJ thing. Um. And then not really do the drill cipher thing. The drill cipher was Groundworks. Ground, that's the one. All right. Yeah, well, well, and Groundworks, they're linked in with Pot of Paper, I do believe, Millions and Digger D. So yeah, that was that was the cipher. But he was definitely one of the best, easily. Yeah. Or oh, you're saying he's he's the he's the poster boy at the minute. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there were some other guys that had some grease and some bars and that. But in terms of like star potential, like if I was looking for someone to sign up to a label and I watch this so far, the one I'm going for is Digger D. I wouldn't I wouldn't really be looking at anybody else. Mm-hmm. It just looks like he just looks like he's got star potential. He sounds clean and professional. Um and he just looks like out of the bunch, he looks like the leader of the group. Do you know what I mean? For me, he, he just looks uh, I think Digger D's clear of of everyone in his generation. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. The visuals he does are good, like the good visuals for the videos. So definitely check that out. Definitely check that out if you want your drill. Um, UK wise, I don't know if there's anything else you've been listening to. We're a bit all over the place with notes today, so we'll just kick start with music. But yeah, man, you know, we organic, organically grown, you know, home produce and all of that. That's it. That's it. What have you been listening to? Um, just just that gets in the chip albums, really, man. I've mm. really been feeling that chip album, man. Um, snakes and ladders for those that don't know um, and it's just I don't know man I think the way that the two of them go in man like they're sick they're definitely sick. that gets album is so like what's the word I'm looking for like big sound big studio sound like really polished and yeah really, even cinematic in places man like he's got orchestras in there and, and stuff like that um, and uh, for me gets is it's it's more of of a musical journey like there's more of like an, an island music kind of flavor to it and there's some real um just some real i don't know man for me it's a bit it's, it's a totally different vibe to what you get on on the gets album but both of them dope in their own way um so those are my two heavy rotation listens man and then obviously i checked out the new drake project as well man Did you get mm. some of that I did. I just checked it on YouTube and I saw the, the lemon pepper freestyle I played first because I wanted to hear the Ross verse oh. and his verse go back and forth. Um, he's, yeah, he snapped. And then the other two, I saw the video for, was it What's Next or whatever? But yeah, Drake, this guy doesn't miss. The Moist God, as we used to call him, doesn't miss, doesn't miss. So three solid, three solid songs, switching it up. Something to listen to for the next few weeks yeah I, I liked him man i think um you know like you just now coming on the pod talking about um being a father and that like he's had that life experience as well and he he, he references that in his bars it's quite dope to hear you know because he, he's always an artist that's really honest and open 
like some artists do a lot of just braggadocio like you know i can imagine if you listen to the diggity album you're just going to hear a lot of gas and a lot of i've got these designer garments and i will shank man like this and chef man up and i'm shutting this and i'm like and you're just going to hear a lot of braggadocio um a lot of bravado but with drake you, you're going to get a little bit of the fancy bars and the show-off bars but you're also going to get the you know I'm going, I'm taking my kid to um, to school or I'm picking my kid up from school and the teachers are, are, are getting all excited and, and the female teachers are asking me like, oh, do you know Rihanna? Do you know Beyonce? And he's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like, he just kind of lets you into his world with some of these bars and, and he talks about dropping child support on his baby moms and she's sending him heart emojis and shit like that. I'm just like, it's. I, I really appreciate that from Drake, man, because he kind of lets you know that He's he's a huge fucking superstar. Like, look at his video. Like, his videos will have like hundreds of millions of views on him, man. Like, he's, he's so. He, I find it hard to actually call Drake a rapper, man. He's just a pop star, isn't it? Yeah, I've never said he's just a rapper. He's, yeah, he's just a, just a musician because he takes everyone's styles, flips it, and then you know that's how he stayed relevant and that's how he stayed number one. Yeah, because he doesn't just one rap- rapper, number one artist in the game, hands he, down. He doesn't just rap, he sings as well, doesn't he? And um, He does it all, he does it all, he does it and, all. Uh, but on this project, there's no singing, man. It's just bars. bars. I, think he does, I think he does a bit of singing halfway through. It wouldn't be like a Drake little care package if he didn't do a bit of, like a, a melodic breakdown just to let him know that he's got, you know, he's still still the moist god. Personally, I think he's doing shit for the mandem now. I think he's gone clear. And they're singing on it, though. And they're singing on it. Get... Yeah, man, there's a little bit of... There's a little bit of Drakeism in there. Yeah, I mean, there's always the Drakeism in there, but it's not like you know, proper oh, ballads and. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Not like the um the the, the older the stuff with Robin Thicke and shit like that. It's not like. Jeez. You know, hey. Um, yeah. No, it's solid. I'm I'm I've definitely checked it. out. I think everyone's checked it out. Um, just going back to, you said it's it's like Ghanaian Independence Day, and you spoke on the Chip Project. Have you heard this Ghanaian drill? Uh, there oh. is. MC Yartog and then he's got Stormzy on the yeah. Saw remix. That, yeah. that tune is hard. That tune and man, it will bear chest in the video. Man, it like, look, yeah. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> man went back Mike. to the village and represented definitely. Blench. Mad blench. <laughs> saying I'll slap you down. Can you imagine like he, like yeah, he's saying he will slap man down. But I do I, like the fact. Apparently that tune. Sorry when um. It went viral, and then Stormzy jumped on the remix. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, there was the original, and it did numbers, and then I think there was footage before of him performing it at some showcase over there, like small showcase, not not rammed arena type thing. And obviously the video's dropped, and that's how it sort of came about. I've seen it. But, uh, yeah, the, the Ghanaian drill, everyone's on this drill. Do you know what's interesting, how every, every nation then takes from like whatever's popping and then builds on it. But then it's interesting to see that this, this genre has popped and gone further than say Grime has around the world. Like obviously Grime's big in certain countries now, uh, but drill, it seems like the Australians are doing drill. Ghanaians are doing drill. Uh, there's drill. Uh, Americans got their own drill, UK drill, French drill, Dutch drill, um, Italian drill. You see the Italian drill video. I said, it looked like a scene out of Gomorrah. I said, the yeah. new seasons of Gomorrah look different. Whoa. Yeah, them man swag. That, you know what? I like the swag that them Italian boys had there, you know, because they were wearing all the mad Italian designer garms and that. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, because obviously over here, we just kind of adopt their fashion, innit? Like, we might want to wear a little Cavalli, a little Cartier, a little, you know, this, that. But th- that that's actually their stuff, do you know what I mean? So the way that they dropped it was fully different to the way I've seen anybody else rocking it. Anyone in America, anyone in the UK, no one's rocking Italian designer garments like them, man, was doing it there. And they did it straight off the roadside, you know what I mean? That, that, was, that was dope. Like, you know what? I like the way that... The music is just combined with the culture. It's always to do with the youth culture, isn't it? Mm. And so drill is what's popping at the moment. Obviously, back in our day, it was hip-hop. You could go listen to French hip-hop, Japanese hip-hop, wherever from all over the world. But what's popping now is drill. So that's the one that's taken off and gone around. Um, With Grime, I I don't know. I remember um, when I had my tune out with my crew um, and taking some records out to Amsterdam, and they knew about all of the Graham guys over there. And I was surprised because at the time I didn't realise that Graham had gone international. Um, but they were like, yeah, yeah, Wiley, Skepta, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, she like, know us already. Like, they know UK rappers over there, man. Mm. So I, I, I just, I, I guess maybe it's to do with progress in society. Because at the time, you know, social media and the way that music goes viral was a bit different to how it is now. You know, we didn't have, we didn't have everything popping in the way that we have it now. Like we didn't have loads of kids going to college and studying media and then being able to just get their hands on DSLRs and drones and just be able to just shoot really cool fucking videos, like on a budget. You know what I mean? You couldn't have done that 10 years ago when Graham was popping, like, 2010s. You couldn't have done that in the early 2000s, like, when, you know, maybe Graham was in his infancy. Um, and so it's now, it's now where, where Drill is the music, you know, and and everybody can just do their thing independently. Think about it. Think about it. if you was a rapper now, yeah? You'd just, you'd set up your YouTube, you'd set up your Instagram, whatever, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever other flipping vids that you want to do to try and go viral and, and, and push your thing. And you Twitter, like I see some of these youth accounts on Twitter, man, these guys, hundreds of retweets and comments and like the youth culture, like everybody's online, everybody's on it. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just, to- it's a totally different dynamic. I think it's more to do with the time and the culture of what's happening in society society moving on and being more ingrained with technology and being more interconnected with the international community definitely you can blow off a freestyle you can blow off like you can blow off a freestyle on the rooftop you can blow off a freestyle um in a car park you can go clear off a freestyle on a like a like a site off a channel um whereas back in the day you'd have to put in mad work physical work because there was no as many channels or there was just no internet like that. So you'd have to go to all the open mics. You'd have to go to deal real. You'd have to go to, um, cargo. You'd have to go to Brixton, all these uh, out of town. You'd have to take your CD and records and all these other things and shut them. So, or pirate radio, itch FM. The thing is you could do all of that and nothing could happen. Like you had guys like, uh, Messiah, shout out to Messiah Bollicle, who was like, literally Tim Westwood's right hand man. He was on Tim Westwood's show every week. And and he was performing at the Tim Westwood uh, live events, and he was on TV. He did Jules Holland with um, uh, Craig David. He okay. did a track with Craig David. He was everywhere, but still didn't really block because the time wasn't the same like yeah. now. Yeah, timing and, then, and luck. Timing yeah. and luck. And also, and, 
if the industry sorry to cut you, if the industry wants it to happen like the gate the, the quote unquote gatekeepers are the people that want you to go through and clear and you know there's obviously people at the moment who are okay in you know the radio songs to get played where now you you don't really need radio you don't need radio one as much you just you can just do it all on your own so that's it like it, it is a full independent grind people are doing now yeah. to the point where you've even got guys like posty who can build like a huge independent media empire that supports the youth culture you know and you don't really need you don't really need you are industry you've become the industry now. that's it that's it you know that's mean? good man it's positive i'm um, talking to graham there's this north face project with jme frisco shorty and capoli uh tottenham's finests north london stand up uh big up duke uh as well 84 for tottenham's finest you know tottenham in the house uh, not the team obviously but uh big up big up the people then um but yeah this looks like an interesting project because uh, obviously three members of the boy better no team have hooked up with capo lee and you were saying um about graham graham earlier so that should be interesting to hear so yeah i want to check that out because i'm a big fan of uh frisco and jamie and um Shorty does his thing, and I'm a big fan of Capo Lee, so that should be good. And also, what? Well, <laughs> he's a big fan of 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 uh, uh, JME and um, Frisco, and also Capo Lee's there as well. And no, not, this not guy, let me come to this name. guy. This guy comes in. Shorty, in oh, and Shorty's there as well. Yeah, but you can't rate Shorty as an MC compared to them, not surely. No, nah, he's being car- he has been carried well throughout his career, boy. And I, I'm glad he's part of the North Face team, though, man. Making money in it, but. Uh, Capoli is hard as well. Capoli holds his own. Uh, I like Capoli like a lot. And Jamie's got better progressively over the years. He started off sick and then um, then went a bit... Sarcastically rubbish. Yeah, but then he's got better. But yeah, back in the day, like the... Uh, them, them, them lyrics when he was saying sort of like, um, started the game, picked up a cue. Every five minutes, lick a couple shots. Big man think I'm talking about... Shot, you know, but little man think I'm talking about Paul. Like them old lyrics... Got bare, was it got bare diamonds, but you're not a joker. Pick up, you know the lyrics where you flipped them around, like you'd be playing uh, blackjack or during the Graham days, like them old earlier days, the Risky Road DVDs, and you heard him, you thought, right, this is different. Uh, but now he's got sort of he's he's found his niche. But this is an interesting project. I don't know if you heard it, Ryan. Big up yourselves for making a late entry and just trying to jump on me straight away. Pause. I've been here for oh, I've been here for about fifteen minutes. Oh, you've been listening. Yeah, okay. I've joined the live podcast, man. This guy, this guy, this guy. But yeah, North Face, um, big them up. And also, because I was just thinking about this the other day, the importance of Tottenham, the area, in the music scene. And what I mean by that is, if you look at, at the minute, people at, um, uh, what's that estate? Uh, uh, not Broadwater Farm. Yeah, is it? That sounds about right. Heady One and Mark Duggan's son, what's his name? Bando K. Yeah, Bando K and all them goons there. Um, and uh, LV, and this, and then also you look at Wretch, you look at Scorcher, you look at Meridian Crew. Just the importance of Tottenham as uh, the musical input, because, yeah. And then us, I don't know if, yeah, anything else as well, but... Yeah, big up Tottenham as well. Big up. They're only up the road where I used to live in Chinkford as well. You just quickly up the um, A10 or round the back, if you know the little back streets. So, yeah, 
Quite talk, a significant talk, area. Talk, talk to me about, about this North Face group because like I am actually someone who doesn't know a whole lot about it. I'm sure there's other people that don't. I tried Googling North Face and all I'm getting is gone. <laughs> Jackets. <laughs> and then when I've YouTubed it, I'm seeing like tunes that other people have done called North Face. Well, this is you probably well, they've spelled it in a really cool hip hop way with a F instead of a T H. There's probably a reason why that. Ryan, do you want to speak on it or do you want me just to waffle on? Uh, you can go ahead, man. I'm not really too 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 interested in North Face as a brand in general. No, about, Maybe the, because... about the crew, about the music thing, man. Oh, about sorry, oh sorry, about the crew. Um, I'm just not interested. I keep I keep I keep it wrong. I'm, I'm not very interested in that. You've already spoken about the Gram album, um, the Gets album, and that's the most impressive thing to come out of Gram for the last, you know, for a little yeah. while. So this yeah. crew with Frisco and it's kind of like mix up of Boy Better Know and Capo Lee and I, I'm not really excited for it to be honest with you yeah Damn. well no, they've, got a, review, they've got a review here in NME uh, where they've given it four out of five stars um, I'm looking forward to reading this and listening to the project and seeing what they've got going on man it may be because I like everything that Frisco does because he had a project last year and he does the stuff with the Den the live night it could be that because we've, ne- we've always been waiting for a Boy Better Know album and none came and the closest we ever got to a Boy Better No album was like the odd single. Uh, and then also the, I want to say like a Valentine's Day massacre live set or something like that. You know, back in the day where everyone was just spraying bars, like a fuck radio. But Boy Better No did one. So this could be just sort of, they Jamie, Frisco and Shorty, obviously part of part of Boy Better No. And then they're thinking, right, this is, this is put some stuff together. I haven't listened to it personally, so I'm just sort of going by just the just the display of the on the Spotify. They've got Capo Lee, who's a North affiliate. And I wanna say, I don't know if actually North Face is a producer, that's the name of the thing, but who produced it? Different people. So silence is on there. So yeah, no, it'll be interesting to to, to listen to it just because Graham needs a few more products like this. Cause it seems that everyone's getting big off Graham and then just disappearing. And which is why which is what Wiley said ages ago. You know, you've got AJ Tracy uh, he got big off sort of the grand thing and then he's doing god knows what he's doing he's doing big things h obviously um what else ah oh, i want to big up he's not graham but a bit back to jewel have you like heard of um um uh, is it mills no not mills it'll come to me it might be mills i'll come back to that one hold on there's a guy that dropped a cypher and uh, dropped a freestyle and he absolutely killed it from Birmingham. Oh, sugar. Should have got it ready. Anyway, carry on. What was we talking about? <laughs> Quick plot twist. Um, when I looked at that enemy article, there was a link to a 13-year-old rapper called Lil Poopy who signed a deal with Epic <laughs> and Sony. Little what? Little Poopy? Lil Poopy. Oh, no, I don't want to hear none of that, man. And, but that's, that's, the mad thing I is... I bet he's got, got pink dreads. Has he got purple dreads or something? No, nah, he's just some youth, like... Just like, Mitch, like a, that's the name. Like a Sorry, number one. Bun all that. Ban whoever little poopy is. People need to search Mitch, bruv. This kid, this guy Mitch, he's plugged in freestyle. Yeah, if you search Mitch, plugged in with fumes, drill artist. But then something like, I do like him. I do like him. He's two weeks old. The freestyle, almost half a mil, but he's hard, very hard. Big up Mitch, goon, but a lyrical goon. Which we can always appreciate, but yeah. What else, music-wise? Ryan, what have you been listening to? Nothing. Revival. I've been listening to a, I've been listening to a bunch of old school music, really, bruv. Um, when I say old school, I'm 
talking about house, really. Nice. That's 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 the vibe at the moment. I've got things to do, so it keeps yeah, the energy yeah, up. Yeah. But if you want to talk about music, let me just uh, quickly touch on the release this house? of Bobby Smurder in it. What are you gonna speak on? The release of Bobby Smurder. Talk on it. Are we excited to hear new Bobby Smurder music? Me personally, no. Um but I'm excited for him and his fans because for anyone who goes away for such a long time, if they can come back and prosper and remain relevant in the music game, then good luck to him. And it'll be interesting to see how he flips, he, how he jumps on this drill stuff because what he was doing, I wouldn't say it was drill because that, that, that tune that he did over that Jungle Beats, uh, that hot, hot boy or hot whatever it was called, yeah. um, that set a whole different wave. So it'll be, I'll be interested to see how it goes on from here, but I won't be like rushing to, you know, listen to it or download or anything like that personally. But I'm happy that he's home and he's doing his thing, especially when you've got people like Takashi 69 who are, mm. they've made a documentary out of him, innit? I think HBO or someone or Showtime have put a... Oh, a, why, a, man? <laughs> Stroke his ego. Bruv, did you see him, did you see him uh, get into it with me, me in the car park? Oh, I, no, saw made him, it up, uh, I, think. I saw him attempt to get into it with Meat yeah, Mill, but Meat Mill does not want to go back to jail. Yeah, and also recently he's he he wore some King Vaughn t-shirt who was a Chicago artist who was slain. So he's really playing with fire at the minute, this guy. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens to him and then he tries to put himself out as a martyr or something like that. But uh, I'm not interested in the shm- the Schmurder stuff. Cal, I don't know about if you are. Um, I, I like Schmurder as a character, man. Um, you know, like a, a throwback to authentic street hop, you might call it. Um, so I'm I'm just curious to see like how he's gonna rebuild his life. How long was he in jail for, man? He was in, he was inside for a long time. Seven years. Mm. Seven so, years. And I don't know his exact age. He went in when he was a young man and he's still a young man now, but you can imagine spending seven years in jail in your, yeah, you know, say it's still kind of your formative years when you're like a teenager and in your early twenties, you're still kind of growing into who you're going to become. Um, so that's going to drastically change his life, right? That's going to impact, have a huge impact on the person that he is now. Yeah. 100%. Somebody, somebody who spent seven years in jail. Um, Bro, so I'm when there was a PS3. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time. That's a long time ago. That's a long time ago, man. So it's you know, it, 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 it's just I I think it's a curious thing, like to to see how he's gonna drop. Like, what he's, I mean, he's probably gonna be making drill. He's probably gonna obviously be rapping, but just to see how he does it and what he does. The thing is, Joe changes people, man. Like, and it can go either way. Like, we saw how No Malice from um, the clips came out of Joe. Changed his name from Malice to No Malice. Found God and started became like a gospel rapper. You know, we saw how. Oh boy. We saw how um, Gucci Mane changed when he came out of Joe. Lost mad weight. Started training, like focusing on becoming healthy and you know he was still on the same crud though gucci man was still very much on the same crud i mean i don't know his life but i know that no, the music i mean the music didn't mm. change though did it gucci man the music didn't change and malice obviously went sort of the other direction but um i just looked here bobby schmurder rowdy rowdy rebel and too short i've got a song all about the shmoney so 
Back to it. Back to it. It'd be interesting really to see up. what happens. Um, Ryan, you said you've been listening to sort of house music. Do you know what I, I watched yesterday? This is a, as a recap. I shared it with someone. Sun City, like a Sun City mm. garage. Um, do you remember the Sun City garage videos? I'm not even talking about DVDs, but the videos of like the rave, the whole set of of uh, in Astoria or wherever it was oh, in um, Hippodrome. No, I never watched one. Um, I thought maybe through like your, your older brother or something you might have seen or growing up, but um, yeah, back in the day, house and garage videos, and then DVDs. Oh, back in the day, raves, bruv. Sheesh. Back in the day, people congregating. Back in the day, for big up Smasher for that record. Mm, back up the day for hey, no need. Who's got a song on the Gets album as well? So big him up, big up Smasher hard. I'll try and get him on the. But you got to try and get him on the pod one day. Um. Yeah, house and garage. Um, music. What else was I gonna say? Uh, there is the Jim Jones and Harry Freud project, which is solid. I really like that. Big up Jim Jones. Now the best member of Dipset, hands down. The Freud yeah. department and. Uh, I like that one slide. It, no, he is now, man. Come on, and I'm I, I'm coming from you know. I was a big Cameron fan from sort of Confessions of Fire and um, Come Home With Me. But if you look at what Jim Jones has put out and how he stayed consistent, and even the last few years, he's he's the best out of the three. He might not be the best rapper, like, but he's the best artist now. He's the best person. He's the projects he puts out are sick. That that project last year, was it with um, Heatmakers? That is, that is up there. That is up there. And then you've got his old classics of, you know, uh, Fly High or whatever. Balling. El Capo, that was it, 2019, raw. So, yeah, that is worth listening to. And I also checked out Conway the Machine hooked up with uh, Big Ghost Limited again. So sort of more Griselda stuff. If it bleeds, it can be killed. So that's worth checking out. Big up Big Ghost Limited. Uh, big fan of his and uh, what else Genesis Elijah Cal your guy our guy on the pod this guy is non-stop working man Genesis Elijah flipping off it's like every weekend he's putting out a new audio visual you know video thing for his work so that's what he does I think he tweeted that he's already released 10 singles in 2021 yeah but what he's doing he's all doing it from home obviously the lockdown has affected everyone and he had something with manga he had something with snowy danger um he had something with was it harry shotter no not harry shotter yeah it was yeah and then who's the other guy the um he was a rapper then he turned to jungle and he and he rolls with skibber and shabba it's like the sa harry shotter yeah harry shotter yeah 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 that tune was mad because like like, <laughs> like Jen was even saying on the tune like you know what I mean like oh, this is a madness trying to keep up with this guy he does his thing he does like a double time verse and then he just gracefully bows out of the tune and then lets Harry shot a goal and just and just just take it away in it man because that guy is just he's one of those guys man there's there's a very few people in that category I think that we've got over here in the UK that can mm. just wrap those really super fast rhymes, man. It's, um, and it's, it's probably just him and Ocean Wisdom. It's mad that the jungle scene or the drum and bass scene has now got these rappers who are spitting, like, are rapping bars. Back in the day, you had Skibar, Shabba, Icy, Free, who else? Um, 
Cal, I know you're the jungle, you was the jungle MC, the jungle guy, but you had all these jungle MCs that was a certain style, but now you've got rappers on there who are just killing it. So big up the drum and bass scene worldwide, mate, worldwide. That's it, that's it, that's it. Where was we? We're flying all over the place. Ryan, what have you been listening to, man? No, just, bruv, literally just old house. Old house. That house that I'm familiar with. DJ nah, sets, bruv, just, just house tunes. Obviously, being a DJ, I've got tunes lined up for days. So you can just go into a playlist and press play, and it'll just go off. And it'll just... Um, I just listened to one set, an old school set from uh, Blue Ice in Ilford, DJ Swirly. Mm. That was... Um, Blue Ice? Wow, that's a throwback. Yeah, bruv, little Blue Ice set. Um, was that by... Um... With the DVLA thing where you could do your driving test near the no, station, around the corner was, from the station. That was uh, an event that my brother put on with okay. his crew, um, the Supreme Team, and DJ Shirley was the DJ of the crew. Yeah. Um, and then my brother, MC Starkey, he was the MC. Okay. Um, and so it was at a little venue, which is, uh, it was opposite. Do, do you ever remember there used to be a little Chinese Inside. buffet? Oh, it's still there. That Chinese buffet is exactly the same. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, cheap budget buffet. Uh, if anybody's in the Ilford area and you want to <laughs> get your food on, that's the spot right there. By the roundabout, opposite the Sainsbury's? No, it's opposite... K- well, KFC used to be on this corner and McDonald's and Pizza Hut. And there's, and there's like a random electronic shop that sells tech for high prices. It's called like PRC or something. It's literally, it's literally on the high street where the station is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not the Vahashi. That's Valentine. It's Valentine's Road, isn't it? It's Cranbrook Road, but it'll be opposite, like Cranbrook. Eastside. I don't know if you remember Eastside. Before Cranbrook Road turns Cranbrook into Valentine's Road. Eastside, Eastside of London. But ran, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, was a random that was place. Spot man. back in the day, man. That was definitely a spot. Oh man, said Blue Ice, you know. <laughs> I love the name of these raves. Remember, like it was a uh, well, Blue Ice is one you're saying, and there was like Machino. Uh, and roses, or, or, or there was all these random names for raves back in the day, house and silk and red carpet. <laughs> oh, I miss raving, man. Not not now, obviously, because I'm old and stuff. It look a bit bit out of place if I was in the dance, but the congregating and just you know the, the fun this times. Is, this is something that I worry about. I'll, I'll keep it funky. There's um obviously a whole year's gone past since since lockdown started. And it's going to be 18 months to two years until clubs are going to be, like, moving and shaking again. Mm. By the time they open, bro, I'm going to be aged out. What? How old is it? No, because it depends what it depends where you go and what you're doing. Obviously, if you go to, like, a house night or a reggae or, like, a reggae or bashment or a hip-hop night or jazz or certain things, you get away with it. But if you're trying to go to some young young dance then it'll look no exactly like one of those guys you know you know uncles you definite, look like one of them creepy uncles, uncles. There's, in the there's a no. definite scene for mature ravers i remember ravers going to places and then seeing my virgin's mum in there and being like rah <laughs> and then like dance <laughs> and, then, and then you realize that you're like, like you and your peoples you're the youngest people in there and it's like ah oh, all right the vibes are good but you know let's just get one drink and go somewhere else <laughs> there was one place like that in Wolverhampton. There was two. What was in? That's where it was. Clubs? It was in Wolverhampton. <laughs> 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 on Ho Street, on, there, there's them two clubs. There were the two yeah. bars in Ho Street, and they were there was one. Yeah, there was one sort of further down towards late, and then there was one higher up. And you go in there, and it was cougar 
central, mate. You go in there and the and the, and the, yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> you go in there and the auntie's eyes would light up and the people's mum's eyes would light up and you That's think, oh, I've got... Cougar spot in um, Chingford as well. <laughs> Chingford Mill. Yeah, this I know that. Cougar me. spot podcast. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Let's go through it, man. Those are the only two that I remember from Randall Way. Um, I don't know about like places that are like just, you know, bait cougar spots in London. Well, they have the over 35s so or the over 40s. Or the, I'm going to this uh, these music weekenders. I think I'm going to like a house, like a soul weekender in Margate or something, in, or Caster in August. And I know that's. I know I'm definitely going to be one of the youngest guys there, and I'm not even young. So, mm. uh, but you know, Double O does the Sin City raves as well, um, and that's always for that house and garage crowd, right? That's ours. So yeah, that, that's not- yeah, so that that whole scene, that crowd is going to age with us, like. And there's some people who are just committed ravers. Like, that's their identity. Like, I'm a raver. Mm -hmm. I can imagine they're going to be 50 years old, still going to Sun City, still skanking out to sweet light chocolate, boy. You know what I mean? Because that's that's what they do. Raving to the same Bushkin lyrics. Mate, people, (laughs) you know, you get the expatriates in, like, Ibiza and Tenerife and that. Like, like, they love it. Like, they to the point where they're going to go retire and they're going to go live there so they can party every day. This is one of my things about Garage Nation. Like, how long can you dance to the same music? Old school Garage. There's there's not any new old school Garage. It's the same (laughs) music. Saying saying that, it's had... I'd say Garage has had a bit of a resurgence with some of the grime artists and and rap artists sort of having it on their albums. Small, small. So if you had... Who's that guy? It's Kiwi. I think it's Kiwi Records. I don't know the producer, but he he hooked up with um, AJ Tracy for Labbrook Grove. And also AJ Tracy did something with Mabel. Uh, and then also Getz has got something on there. I know Smasher, uh, we shouted him out earlier. He had something. So it's it's had a bit of a new wave, but I know what you mean. Like, how long can you dance to the same Todd Edwards records, the same Dream Team? Saying that, though, I know one of the Dream Team members does a vinyl-only set in at Jazzcaf, I think, once a month. But like you said, you can only dance to the same records, innit? It's a bit... It's a bit of a funny one. It's a bit here's of a funny one. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, right? When you put on your favourite albums, yeah, like, for us, it's going to be, like, you know, Nas, Biggie, Jay-Z. For Ryan, it might be, like, I don't know, Soldier Boy or some shit. Um, Jesus. Now, when you put on your favourite records, Jesus. do they ever get Soldier old? Soldier Boy. Yeah. Um, do they ever get old? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, You're always uh, going to be feeling it. So that's why I think... There's, you're always going to be able to, to skank to Oswald Garage if that's your thing. It's never going to get old. Yeah, yeah, people are chasing... Yeah, I know what you mean. You both got a point. People are chasing that feeling of when they were younger. And it's like it's like when you go to... Um, I went to some concert in the summer and it was for the uh, for the state workers. It was a free concert and Madness was playing. Akala was there, Children of Zeus. And it's like all these all these older men older men were dancing to madness reliving their life in the 80s and stuff and it's like do you think yeah. it's sad no no because like you said that's their identity that's what they they're reliving their um their youth that's what their passion is they can relate it to a certain time in their life like us so we're a bit older say for example nas come to say nas uh mob deep rp prodigy obviously mob deep um Jay, Wu-Tang, Dog Pound, Snoop. And say they did some concert in five years' time, I'd say it would go. 
I'd say people would go, so you're sort of reliving that type of thing. Or if, or if um, Funk Flex was to do a set or DJ Clue, we would go and and take it in, I'd say. But if it was like some new young boy rave, I wouldn't be going. So it's all relative to your age and what you want to experience. And, and just to dabble in the past for a bit, but to go all the time, it could be a bit much. But You know what? Just before COVID kicked in, um, I bought a ticket to a rave that um do you guys remember there was this this promo i think it was called rap gods and it was like dmx and the locks and dj premier like all of these like you know golden age 90s hip-hop acts um they had one like the year before and then they were bringing it back with dmx as the headliner um and i bought a ticket for that me and a couple of my mates but then it got cancelled um and so that, that's that, that's that's that same kind of thing isn't it like we would have gone to that concert and it would have been like, some people might think, oh, look at these, you know, middle-aged men putting their baggy jeans and their hood tops and their Timberland <laughs> boots on and trying to relive the 90s. Um, but because obviously nobody's going to go there wearing skinny jeans and, and flipping Cartier shades and shit, like looking like these young boys now. Like, that, obviously, you're going to dress appropriate for the culture, like. You might not. I, I probably wouldn't do baggy jeans and all of that. What are you saying? You're gonna dust gonna off your old Cole Kanai, your old Cole Kanai and Fubu and your Sean John. Yeah, the, the Fubu. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a Fubu. I had a Fubu rugby, uh, like a smart Fubu rugby top that um, some people bought. I think I told it on the podcast before. <laughs> so some people went to America, Atlanta. Like some of the some of the guys from school cow went to Atlanta on this um, on this trip with school and I gave someone some money and they brought me back this FUBU this FUBU rugby top and I was gassed because I'd sing that cool mega lyric innit I wear guest jeans and rugby's <laughs> in Queens wear my jogby I wear Queens jeans and rugby's yeah, I used to like smart the, rugby top. <laughs> you know what I mean you know like the rugby style with the polo with the collar and um yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it, was FUBU. it wasn't. It wasn't like the big Fubu that you see, like Ali G wearing, or the big, the, like the light blue. Fubu you come down you to your knees, then. No, I wasn't that type of guy. I'm only short. Come on, man. Like that's if I wear like these are type of guns. Uh, yeah, like the the yeah the Ralph yeah. Well, he's Parolo Ralphed out, but I don't think I could do that. But um, yeah, that type of style, man. It was smart, smart. Yeah, I was gassed. Fubu. Why not, man? Damn. I'm all for I'm all for people just like having fun. Um, you know, you, you might say reliving their youth, but I I don't know, man. I think you've got to keep the child inside of your life. Sometimes we can get maybe a bit too serious and a bit bogged down with just really having a, a serious, hard lifestyle. But we need to enjoy it, man. Uh, they say you should laugh seven times a day to be healthy. Really? So, that, uh, maybe I should Google that because... Boy, that could be a contentious thing to say. No, but you said it, man. You said it. It's, 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 it's out there. It's out there. Laughter is medicine, bro. Laughter is medicine. Mm. 100%. Mm. Well, talking of laughter, there's got to be some sort of segue there. Let me go back to the notes. TV-wise, what's been going on that's been funny? Uh, Mega Mark Prince Harry's TV interview. That's funny. smile by the name thing funny. Yeah, that's on tonight with Oprah, innit? Uh, on tomorrow, man. I can't wait. Seriously, you're gonna watch it? Yeah. Prince Philip better start laughing. Yeah. He, I know he's in the. He's going through it at the moment. Yeah, he feel like <laughs> if he if he if he laughs, he's gone. He's, that might yeah. bring him back. But, he's already probably on life support. Anyway, um, 
I don't know, man. I don't really care about Meghan Markle like that and Prince. Listen, if you if for you to speak ill of Meghan Markle is, there, I there's, there's there's a racial undertone there, man. What do you mean you don't really care about her? <laughs> You're either with him or, or against him at this point, bro. That, yeah, I think I, I think. Why is Meghan Markle thing right care now? about royals? Do, I don't care about the monarchy. I don't care about monarchy, and I don't care about oh. uh, a woman who married in. Obviously, she's got her issues, and we like we don't support that sort of being bullied and. But you marry into a family who are, um, they've already got fucking racial undertones and, and, and issues there. Just just go and live your life. Like, I don't care what they do. I've just got my own issues here. I've got my own things to worry about than these millionaires. <laughs> Fair enough. And Piers Morgan, he has, he's become a bit obsessed with her. That's what I have seen. Piers Morgan, they've, they're comparing him to the guy in You. Do you, have, do you remember the, the, that Netflix series, You? Did you ever watch that? Yeah, I watched it all with um, his name Joe. Yes, yeah, so it was bollocks, but it was good. It was good to watch. Like if you're with, if you you could only watch it if you was with like the missus. I don't think any guys could watch it on their own, really. I watched it on my own. Don't Did you? Yes, yeah, so I watched it all by myself. Why? Because I used to watch it at work. So I was like, right, oh, okay, you watched it. Watch all oh, right, right, right. That's that's fair. Like, give me a pass. Well, yeah, because you were getting paid and doing something else, so you had it on in the background. It's that type of thing you can have in the background, but yeah. Um, it's like Bridgerton. Like no, no guys are gonna admit to watching Bridgerton on their own. They're gonna watch it with the, with their ladies or their female friends, um, or their male friends if they're that way inclined. You know, we don't discriminate. But um, so what are you saying, Meghan Markle? What for? What are you saying, Ryan? Talk to me. No, it's gonna be a television event. I think that everyone's. Oh, not everyone. Clearly, you're not, you're not gonna be watching it. But a large number of people are gonna be watching it, and it's gonna kick up a big stink because um, Prince Philip is obviously going through it at the moment being what 100 years old and if he decides to die on Sunday <laughs> or, or, or a couple a day or two after the documentary is aired they're going to attribute his death to, to Meghan Markle uh, not praising the royal family they hate somewhere. her innit why does everyone they hate they can't her? stand they hate her guts why? They did it to Diana. Look, if they they can bump off Diana and do that to, you know. Allegedly. No, come on. No, no I ain't saying no more, bro. I don't want my Uber driver to be drunk. Allegedly. <laughs> if they can do that madness to Diana and treat her the way they treated her, uh, they can do it to anyone. Anyone can catch up. Anyone can catch a stray. Um, you know, um, but Meghan Markle's cool. I don't mind her. I don't know her. Like, I don't really care about her life. But you've obviously married into the royal family. You know what that brings. And just, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think the thing was already posted on YouTube, wasn't it? Uh, no, no, no. Just clips. No, no, not, <laughs> my, not thing. my wife said, why didn't they get Ellen to do it? <laughs> Ellen? But she, no. yeah, so I said because we no, we flicked it on TV and then Ellen that Ellen DeGeneres show popped up and there was two random hosts and, and she's like oh it's funny how they didn't get Ellen to do it and I was like yeah but Ellen's a bully and she's a, a white gay lady like why are they going to get a, they're going to obviously go to the top of the top which is Oprah Oprah's like the richest woman in the world or something or one of I, yeah she certainly was for a minute in my mind I couldn't yeah. believe that a woman had a billion a billion pound didn't it? she was a billionaire and this was like in 1998 you get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. She actually bumped everyone. Did you hear about that car fiasco? No, what was it? She gave everyone a car, but they had to pay for, like, taxes on them or something. And I think people had to pay more than the value of the car <laughs> itself. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, it's, it's all, like bumping it's all people who got the gifts. But she yeah. does give free packages, like, because my 
cousin's wife went on there because they live out in LA and then everyone who was there uh, who was pregnant they got some Ooh. mad um care package thing underneath their seat so but obviously that doesn't it's not the same as getting a, a car is it but um yeah it should be interesting with Meghan Markle and Pierce Morgan obviously he's he's been uh, singled out as someone who's like obsessed with her and has been going on and on and on and he's just someone who needs to sit down man he's embarrassing yeah. it's so embarrassing are you not embarrassed? Mm-hmm. It's so embarrassing. You're not embarrassed. What else? Ah, you sent this link about. Uh, well, we're talking TV. And um, Ryan, did you watch the uh, Judas and the Black Messiah yet? No, I've not. I've not. I didn't even know it was out. You've been busy, innit? I sent the link, but obviously, I know you want to support and do the righteous thing. Yeah, 100%. But, um, Rina, really good film. Really good film. Um, about the Black Panther Party and about the FBI informant who worked with the FBI to get Fred Hampton assassinated uh, and other members of the Black Panther Party assassinated. Um, and Daniel Kaluuya, who done wonderfully well in playing Fred Hampton, and Lakeith Statham, who played the informant. I can't remember the, the main man's name, but um, it's a really good film, amazing film, good soundtrack. And uh, Doctor Umar is he really a doctor? Is this guy Umar Johnson really? I think he's a psychiatrist of some sort. Guy's a bit of a clown. I think I think there's some controversy about his actual status. I don't think he's a practicing psychologist. It might be one of the ones where he studied psychology and then like he didn't finish the degree, or he studied psychology. And, you know, like being a lawyer, you're supposed to take a bar exam and he just didn't take the exam or maybe failed the exam or something like that. But I think he can, I think he's what, you know, he might be like, you know, like Ben, like as a teacher, you can work as an unqualified teacher, but without having the QTS, the qualified mm. teacher states. Yeah. It might be like that. Like he, he's working as a psychologist, but he's like an unqualified psychologist. He's done an interview on The Breakfast Club where he talked about it before. Um, mm. So I don't think he's like a licensed um psychiatrist but you can still call him a doctor he's probably done a doctor at university and that's why he's a doctor but maybe maybe there's some other kind of certification he needs to get in order to call himself a licensed psychologist and i know he was in the sort of not the news but not really newsworthy but he was talking about daniel kalu and his role as fred hampton but yeah i don't know man Bit of a bit of a funny guy. It was a weird one because he was like, "Why are so many British actors coming over to play these these African American actors? What's going on here? What's the agenda?" <laughs> coming over here, start... taking our jobs. That's, literally, that's what you're saying. Didn't um didn't Samuel Jackson say something like that as well a year or two ago? Yes, yes, he did. Do you think there's do you think there's any that argument holds any weight? You think there's any uh, sense in what they're saying? No, because look about about British actors taking like taking up the roles of American people in history, or just taking the jobs away from American actors. Because if you look, how many American actors have played British characters over the years? Uh, a lot. And then how many? I think the biggest issues would be uh, white actors playing the role of Asian, Black, Hispanic. Yeah, we've seen that a lot. We've seen that a lot. G, look, Passion of Christ. Um, 
flipping well any film you can any you can just say gods of egypt just say gods, gods of egypt, egypt where you had any, gerard anything. butler playing zeus or some shit yeah that's what i mean so it's very whitewashed so i think that would be the biggest concern but no i don't you know the best man for the job obviously he had to audition like everyone else it probably harder for him because he's in a british british accent and sort of getting used to the culture of the black panther party he wasn't um he would have researched it and known about it but he didn't live through it through family well he maybe did i don't know but it could be harder so even harder for him to get the job so i don't know what do you guys think i'm waiting for ryan to say something <laughs> no cow say something man come um to be honest <laughs> i don't really have any thoughts on 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 the uh on the subject I'm 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 interested in in um how this how this how this continues. I can't really see a lot of great young actors, male who are black, coming from America. I, the English talent is just above and beyond, and I think that's because we go through better training. Theater. There's something that yeah, there's something that seems really fast food about american actors that that is such a controversial statement man now you got a point i hear what you're saying man but like even england don't even worry about about black or white just worry about british when i think about british actors going over and to do american roles it like well english said it and that's what i was leading to you got the theater you got a lot of people come over from go over to america from the theater over here you got so ben kingsley you've got Benedict cumberbatch you've got uh, Patrick Stewart, you've just got a high caliber. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, you, but there's there's a high caliber of acting going over there, mm-hmm. and the Americans started doing things. Broadway's kind of show busy, jazz handsy. It's not really. I, I, it's, it's more not, performance based, like you said. Yeah, it's like sorry to cut you. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. it seems like it's more not as much substance of stand-up spotlight on you, deliver this dialogue and leave your emotion on the stage. It's more singing, dancing, spinning around, performing. Mm, but that's that le- one particular style of a theatre production. There's obviously the more artistic styles out there, aren't there? They're just not as popular as Broadway shows. But Like uh, Hamilton, for example. Mm. Yeah, but, Ham- but, no, but Hamilton is spinning around, dancing, kicking. Like, I went to see it live and it's not... There is some, I still haven't seen it yet, and I'm talking about it. It's on Disney Plus, but it's not the same. You need to see it live. But um, no, I'm with, I'm with Ryan with this 100. But also, this this goes back to music. Like, where's the UK's Chris Brown? Where's the UK's? Um, give me another sort of equivalent to sort of singing, dancing, uh, doing it all. Janet, UK's Beyonce, UK Janet Jackson. Like, we don't produce those type of artists. We we'll produce a certain type of thing, but they they produce they produce better comedians. I'd say that's because oh, they, I'd say they probably produce better comedians. Well, a certain, more anime comedians. Uh, yes. Yeah. Because uh, of, of uh, the type of communities they come from, mm. where they, well, over here, uh, black people are more likely to be quiet and out there they're quite happy to be loud. And that's, that kind of shows in their comedy. Also, when it comes to the music thing, a lot of them get their music chops from the church. And it's not mm. really slapping like that over here. I mean, the English artists that you do get, I mean, uh, what's her name? Uh, Alexandra Burke, Beverly yeah. Knight, they are from the church. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're good singers. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but performance-wise, they don't hold a candle to 
Um, I mean, Beverly Knight does, don't get me wrong. But it's a different type of artistry. It's a different type of thing. I, I see what you're making, like the relationship with the church there. Um, the white and the black thing, though, I think like Americans in general are a bit more brash and open than the way they perform their comedy, where UK could be a bit more dry, dry humour. Um, they wouldn't really get Jack D. Americans look at Jack D and be like, what's going on? But they get Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Well, the intelligent ones do. Yeah, shock value. Um, but it's interesting. No, it's interesting. But definitely a good point. But I think maybe, you know, the UK is just producing better actors at the minute, you could argue. Um, and, you know, they have to audition like everyone else. And uh, it's a great role. It's a good. Didn't he win a bat? Did he win a BAFTA for it? Daniel Collier for the. Uh, no, he the won role? a Golden Globe. Golden Globe. Golden Globe. Sorry, Golden Globe. That's I, it. I, I, just, I just want to go ahead and say that I I do think it's controversial to say that that we have better training for actors over here in the UK than they do in the US. I do think there are a lot of excellent actors in the US. There's people over there who come over here and feature in our theatre productions as well. Um, like, um, you know, the guy from, um, the wire that played, um, uh, that troubled police officer, uh, McNulty, mm. he was over here, I think, was it 2020 or 2019? He's English. Um, yeah, he's English. Oh my God, he's English. There you have it. His American accent is fire. Yeah, oh he's English, man. Yeah. Wow, what a way to, to illustrate your point. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But then we've also got uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Don't tell me he's English as well. No, he's not. He's a brilliant actor. And he's a bit left field. He's, he is really good. Like, he's really good. He's rolling um, Knives Out and Atlanta. I think we yeah. spoke about it last show, so I'm a big fan of his. And Chadwick Boseman was 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 also an excellent actor. And they've they've got um, is it Howard University where they've got that kind of drama and uh, department over there where they train people up. And Chadwick did um did a speech there, um, which was kind of uh, highly publicised after he passed away. Um, and he did a speech to all of the young graduate. It was like a graduation day speech. To, uh, talking to all the young graduates in, in film and in the arts and, and kind of telling them about, you know, this is how you're supposed to make your way in the industry. And he spoke very highly of the education that he received, um, you know, and he, he wasn't actually supposed to be an actor. I'm going a little sidetracked, but he was actually training to become a director and he fell into acting. Um, but other people are there training to be actors. Okay. So I don't want to I don't want to kind of shit on him. Um, I honestly think that they they have a lot of talent, but it's just one of these things, man, like where, what's the, how, all right, here's an analogy. I'm going to use a football analogy, right? You're looking for a flair player for your team. Nicholas Pepe. What, what nation, what nation comes to your mind when you think, I want a really tricky school? Brazil. Right. South American, yeah. Right. Or, um, right. Yeah. There are some people that are just known for doing things, right? So if you're a football manager and you're thinking, right, I want some flair, you might think, all right, maybe we can find a, a tricky kind of African, like Cameroonian winger or, you know, like a Brazilian, South Africa, you know, whatever it is, South American, Argentinian, Brazilian. You're not necessarily thinking about Dave from Scunthorpe, you know, even though he might be the next Letitia, he's not really going to be on your mind. He's not going to be on your radar. And I think that's 
the kind of cultural aspect that's happening in recruitment, where there's a recruiter um, hiring for a role, right? They're doing the casting for a role in America and they're thinking, we want a really sick actor to really put his foot into this role. Let's look into the UK and get a UK, a British actor that's that, you know, was was in the theatre productions over there. That's just what that's just the way they think when they're hiring. Even though there's probably someone from Philly, there's probably someone from Cali, there's probably someone from New York, there's people Alabama, there's, there's gonna be people that are highly trained all over and they can't get a look in. And people have been complaining about that. Like, if you actually, you know, go look at American actors, a lot of them are complaining, oh, the British actors are coming over here and taking our jobs. You took our jobs! Talking of that, talking of America, coming to America too. I know it's only just dropped, and the timeline is very split. Some people are saying it's good for what they expected. Other people saying it was horrible. Um, I haven't seen it. I've not even seen any of the uh, video ad, like the highlights or the, uh, what's the word, the trailers. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to sit down with it or, or something you're going to get into. It's on Amazon Prime over here. Uh, I'll watch I it at watch some the point. First one first. Well, I'll watch the first one and then watch the second one. Yeah. Well, just to refresh yourself, you mean? No, I've never seen it. <laughs> I've only okay. seen clips. Okay, okay. It, that's I, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Everyone's got those few films that they ain't watch where it's a it's a classic or cult classic and, and people haven't seen it. Yeah, definitely watch that one first and then watch watch this one. Cow, are you uh, excited about coming to America too, or have you seen it? Not really. I mean, I was gonna watch it last night so we could talk about it today, but um, I ended up not. And um, to be honest with you, I think it's gonna be. You know, like one of them things where oh, yeah, it's a classic back in the day, and then you watch the sequel, and, it, and it's kind of like, nah, it's not the same. Mm. Um, I like the way they did the Bad Boys remake, like um, the recent one that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence did, um, because they kind of focused on being washed-up old men, <laughs> and then they brought in the new generation, um, which was like a cool addition to the Bad Boys universe when back in the day they were the kind of cool young guys and now they're the washed up old men and there's new cool young guys on the block, which was a really cool uh, power dynamic switch, right? Mm. Which made it a great movie uh, or entertaining movie. Maybe great is a bit uh, a bit too much there. But with this coming to America, I know it's supposed to be just banter, it's supposed to be jokes, um, but that's one of my favourite all-time movies. I've watched the original so many times. Um, I've just got a feeling that this, this, this probably won't live up to any expectation I would have of it. Um, I'll watch it, but yeah, man, I'm expecting it to mm-hmm. not be great. Okay. Uh, One Division finale, Ryan seemed to be again taken mm. over the timeline. Um, has it finished? We're not going to have any spoilers. Uh, spoilers. So, so people listening, no, no spoiler alert. So you're good. Don't you don't need to forward. I haven't seen it. I don't know what's going on. That's me though. But I mean, the YouTube will probably be a bit more clued up. Um, has the finale happened? How, yes, were you the finale, impressed? The finale ha- dropped yesterday. Happy. Happy the finale dropped yesterday, Friday. Um, great, great, great show. Uh, yeah, I was very impressed. Disney have got big money, so they obviously have budget to put into it. And when you venture into superhero television shows, historically the cgi will let you down or 
um, no, it's it's not really storyline. Historically, the CGI will let you down, will take you out of it. But Marvel being Marvel and Disney being owners and Disney being Disney, who literally own everything, <laughs> they they can do it in house and it looks amazing, and they can afford to get um, the same actors from the films to come and do TV shows, and they've just they've killed it. They've killed it. Now I will say at the end of it. There's gonna be a there's gonna be some questions that people are gonna have, but if we've learned anything from Marvel over the last decade, uh, it's just the process. Sets it up for season two, or sets it up for like a, an on, an offspring or another another series or something. I'm else? not even gonna comment in <laughs> but yeah, it's great. I'm glad you're here to talk it out, Ryan, because I'm not the hugest fan of WandaVision. I've watched the first couple of episodes. People say it gets better. But I, I kind of switched off after the first two or three because um, it just seemed a bit like, yeah. Yeah, like, that's, what, that's, like, that's, what is this? That's, like, because uh, funny enough, Alex did the same thing. And I'm going to say the same thing I said to uh, him. I'm going to say to you, don't watch it. <laughs> don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, Ooh, I'm a Marvel don't... fan, so I'm going to watch everything. I'm going to eventually, I'm going to do the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I'm going to do all of these things. Um, but. It's just one of those things where I, I'm a person that's more into non-fiction than fiction. So, like, I more enjoy watching documentaries and stuff like that. I've got a huge watch list. of Like, there's the, the new Tyson versus uh, Bruno documentary. Mm. Like, that's something I'm really looking forward to watching, you know what I mean? So, when it comes to stuff like WandaVision, I'm like, well, I, I'll get around to it. I really love the Mandalorian that they had going on in Disney over there. Um, but the first couple episodes of WandaVision, I just thought it wasn't really so great. It seemed like it was aimed at maybe a different audience, like maybe not me. Um, so, Can but I, I'm gonna, I've got to stick with it because I know trust, it's gonna, get, it's gonna, it's gonna process, switch man. and it's gonna get better. Trust the process. Trust. Put your trust <laughs> in Disney, man. Put your trust in Kevin Feige. He's got us. All right, man. I mean, but, uh, I'm glad that you were there to talk up about how good it is, anyway, because that's gonna make the listeners think, all right, I need to watch it, and I know that I need to continue and give it a chance. Yeah, you've got two weeks to finish it because we've got the. Uh, uh, Captain well, America and the Winter Soldier or Falcon yeah, and the yo, Winter Soldier now that's something I'm looking forward to that's going to be fire bruv you have to watch them both otherwise you're going to see something's going to come on screen you're going to be like what is happening so, uh, yeah two, two, two weeks or so ah another project to add. They just, Disney just got stars as well haven't they so they got um, they're adding more sort of adult content for Disney uh, yeah, Disney have always had adult content, man. Well, Disney have always owned. Oh uh, yeah, okay. They own everything. Have, yeah, they just don't put Disney on the like on Deadpool. I don't think Deadpool three is gonna have Disney anywhere near it. But we're gonna know where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Right, I watched uh, talking of TV behind her eyes. Um, one of them things where mother-in-law was around, wife was there. We were looking for something. I just quickly press play it was it was highlighted on netflix and we did the whole season in one night and uh yeah man pretty interesting i don't know if you guys have seen behind the eyes but yeah it was, uh, was uh, no, no spoiler re- random ending massive um what's the word what's the ending they're just completely like what the fuck twist. Type of ending. twist there we go plot twist ridiculous plot twist stupid plot twist started off really good 
but then it went a bit it went a bit left and it because it's an adaptation from a book and if you read the book I can imagine you reading the book at the end and me like what the hell how did that happen and that would make sense but for a TV it didn't quite it was a bit of a funny one so behind her eyes um it's just all about a secretary that gets involved with a a, a doctor and his and his nutty wife and then there's a retrieval of a body and it's all about dreams hey. <laughs> getting into it um I watched the Pele film. I will talk about him on play on, but the Pele film, um, which is which is some really good footage of him uh, in Brazil back in the yeah. day, scoring and, uh, goals in his back garden and counting them to his record. Listen, at seven, if you can win the World Cup at seventeen and score in the World Cup at seventeen, mad. And then you know who does that? Who does? And also, what he was doing in the sixties, in the fifties, late fifties and sixties, what he was doing players are doing now with the technique and the, and with that size ball and on them pitches and at that age and with, with the with the rules that they had in the game where guys are putting in crazy tackles and trying to break <laughs> their legs yeah it's, it's it's worth watching but also they talk about um the civil war and like the civil unrest civil wars maybe the wrong word but civil unrest and the dictatorship and also pele not speaking up as a political um What's the word? Sort of, as a sportsman, not not giving his political views across. And this went back to the LeBron James and um, Ibrahimovic, Ibrahimovic, not Ibrahimovic, sorry, Ibrahimovic thing the other day about whether sports sports stars should use their voice in politics. So it's worth watching on different levels. Um, big up Pele, definitely what, what one. Platform? Of what platform did you watch it on? Netflix. Netflix. It's a film, um, and it's all in Portuguese. So definitely one you've got to watch with your phone somewhere else because you'll miss you'll miss some but you'll miss some footage and there's lots of footage of him scoring some great goals in black and white and at the world cup and uh, him getting hacked to shreds and uh yeah it's, it's really good man it's really well put together and it's got him current day as well sort of scooting around in a wheelchair and talking to other brazilian greats so well worth watching if you're a football fan and I think Ryan needs to see that more than anyone else. I'm not interested. You're not a fan? Listen, Pepe, Pepe, Pele, <laughs> him, him too, uh, both of them, he's a fraud, man. Who? Pepe, Pele's a fraud? Pele is a fraud. Fair. I can't, you, you know what it is? They called him the greatest ever too early. I know they 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 need to start correcting themselves. Say the greatest of his generation, maybe. But this whole kind of best footballer that ever was, ever has been, or ever will be is just nonsense. So I've never Watch really liked the it. Film. And then and and seeing him play, what get, getting chased by a forty-year-old pub <laughs> man who smoked and can... ate a steak before kickoff. It's like he, Watch the film he, and and then and then let's have this argument. Dead man. Next, the next time you're at play on. No, I'm not arguing. I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll continue to slander. You put in. <laughs> so you you put in. You put in. You put in someone with two. Is it two World Cups or three World Cups? He's got to his name. Ahead of ahead of ahead of players with no World Cups to their name. So what you trying to tell me that uh, Wes Brown is better than Steven Gerrard? Because he got a Premier League title. I didn't say that. I said World Cup. Yeah, I'm saying that trophies do not make you. You know. No, Messi, but, Messi hasn't but, won a World Cup to be fair. But, 
but performing at the highest level at the at the crucial moment does put you in that category, does it not? And bottling it in the final maybe doesn't. No, 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 it doesn't. Okay, okay. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. You know, no Copa Americas, no World Cups. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Um. So yeah, whether you take your stance of, and I think Pepe. I think Pepe lives in your head rent-free. The, the, the relationship that Kalai and Ryan have with Pepe and back and forth is is amazing on Twitter. I mean, at the minute, Pepe's numbers are better than Pulisic and Zaha's. Although I Zaha really wish that injured, Pepe put some numbers up today. He had a great opportunity. He had a couple of decent opportunities. He could have scored two on another. But there was a blatant handball and red card and we got bumped. But we won't, we'll save it for the play on podcast because it's, it's bare... bare um, yeah, needless to be, needless to say, he's definitely doing better than Pulisic. Well, it's a different system at the minute, but yeah, I mean, he's a better footballer than Pulisic, but you know, we'll, 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 we can have this debate. Um, oh, right, man, I'm disappointed. I thought you had Pele in a more high esteem. Nah, no, I love it. I bet. I but this is get said. You know, you know when you go drinking with people and then you say something, you say something like that, like "Oh, Pele was overrated," or "Michael Jordan isn't the greatest basketball player of all time," or, or "Muhammad Ali ain't the greatest heavyweight." People lose their mind, like proper passionate, like "What do you mean?" And it ends up living in their head rent free, and they end up trying debate with you the whole night. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Everyone's Arthur Tyson Fury could take Muhammad Ali. Ooh, wow. I mean, it's possible. Tyson Fury is a really good fighter, man. And 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 Ali was was just ill-disciplined with his defense. So if you just leave yourself wide open or even invite and say, come on, come on, hit, hit me. And then you let Tyson Fury give you a couple of those haymakers, you're going to get knocked out, man. I think Fury needs to fight some, some big boys at the minute. Um, and it's hopefully it's lining it up. But the heavyweight division is... Well, it's up there, yeah. It's as healthy as it's ever been. So, I mean, but it's a it's a healthy conversation. It's a healthy conversation about the goats of our era and different eras, like Wilt Chamberlain. Um, the, every generation has their own sort of greats and whatnot. You know what I would say about Ali is the reason that I think a lot of people say he's the greatest is not just on his sporting achievements. It's because mm-hmm. he did yeah. use his voice. Um, as Ben mentioned earlier about these sportsmen that are, you know, they kind of use their position uh, in a political sense or yeah, whatever, social justice, wherever it is. But as a man, you know what I mean? Muhammad Ami might be the greatest man that ever boxed, you know, and I think people kind of they, mm. they throw that in with his boxing ability and they call him the greatest boxer. Um, I, I, I enjoy the argument. It's interesting, interesting debate. Um, so yeah, lots to watch, lots to watch. I don't know what else is going on the TV wise. I haven't watched the Biggie doc yet. Uh, I think we mentioned that in the last pod. Uh, what else is there? There's the All Star game this weekend. I think which should be good. I'm looking forward to that. And they're donating uh, about three, four million to sort of um, education, various education schemes around America. Uh, black black colleges and high schools and whatnot. So that's cool. That's cool. We welcome the All Star Game. See the dunk contest, uh, the three point contest, not so much, and then the All Star Game, which has obviously been changed. The format's changed, so it should be good. But a lot more. Com- I was mm-hmm. gonna say, any players you're looking forward to seeing? 
just well, my own personal favourites would be. Let me see who's on the. Let me see who's made the. The, the I mean, Kyrie Irving obviously is as a point guard. Any anyone's anyone small and explosive with good handle. Um, so not like not like me. <laughs> but uh, obviously seeing Kyrie and I don't can't even see who's on the team there. Um, I just brought it up. We've uh, got jo- uh, Luka Doncic of the yeah Doncic. Yeah, he he is hard. He's, great. he's like he's, great. He's, he's, great. he's very good. We got Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. Always, always. We got the, them too. The, the captain King James of the Los Angeles Lakers. The greatest. We got Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. The Joker, he's hard, yeah. And we got Kawhi Leonard of the Kawhi LA Leonard, yeah, he's a robot. <laughs> he's a. Robot. Not gonna, not gonna lie. The only two players in that lineup on the was Steph Curry and LeBron James. Uh, and they're Where's going it? up against Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets, Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards, Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets, Giannis, and Tentacumpo <laughs> of the Green Milwaukee Bucks. Wasn't he MVP? Yeah, but I don't rate him, man. There's no oh, like. Oh, man. He's just tall, bro. He's just oh, like. Oh, just a long guy. Just a I'm long so guy. Disappointing. I tell you, he's hard. NBA player, man. I tell you, he's going to be hard if he plays. Is Zion Williamson, and um, watch out for Zach Levine for his dunks. All right, they got and Joel Embiid in there as well, um, and Captain uh, Kevin Durant's the captain. I'm surprised that um, what's his name, the beard guy, isn't in there. James Harden. Harden, yeah. Why yeah, Harden? he is. He is. He is. He's on the reserves. So basically, there's the starting five, and then there's the bench, um, and then they'll just because it's the All Star game, they'll all get a few minutes to to sort of show off. But these last few years, they've made it competitive. So last, uh, all the All Star games before, it was just dicking about. It was just like back and forth, no defense, dunking it, flashy, which the crowd liked. But now they've made it competitive, where they had to reach a sort of score. A total, they had to reach X amount of points, and they were really the players were going for it. Okay. However, they looking however, at the rankings on NBA.com, you can see, yeah, they've got these scores here. It's, just, it's really interesting. Yeah, so it should be good. It should be good. Good, and um, they're raising money, and yeah, sports man. I know I do. She. Right, how long are we doing for time, Carl? I'm conscious, like, we've been, we've been going for... We had some good conversations, some good debates. Uh, we've been going for a hot minute, over an hour now. Yeah, um, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to wrap it up. One, one last thing I wanted to talk about before we go, um, because I was talking about laughter, right? And so uh, I went and I did some research. And um, I found some articles in Psychology Today, which are probably... Um, you know, more they have more of a waiting behind it because you've got people who are actually all like psychologists writing these articles, right? Um, but to be honest with you, they weren't that great. <laughs> what I found there. Um, but I did find one from lifehack.org. Uh, make of this whatever you will. It's written by uh, somebody called Elizabeth Andal. Um, I don't really know who Elizabeth Andal is. Apparently, she's a, a passionate writer who shares about lifestyle tips and lessons learned on Lifehack. Um, and uh, she's got uh, seven scientific reasons why we should laugh more. 
Um, so, you know, it's, it's very wordy. I'm not going to read everything, but, you know, it, it says, you know, it's linked to healthy function of blood vessels. Um, and there's a quote from uh, a Michael Miller who says, uh, who is the principal investigator. And he says, it's conceivable that laughing may be important to maintain a healthy endolithium and reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. But remember, he says, it's conceivable uh, and what I was reading in psychology today is these guys were saying like maybe it's anecdotal uh, evidence and there's no hard 100% facts. But, you know, this guy's saying it's conceivable. So, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. It's linked to healthy function of blood vessels. It improves emotional health. It plays an important role in social interaction and bonding. Laughter makes you more attractive. It lowers stress and anxiety levels. It strengthens the immune system and it's beneficial to the respiratory system. So... If those ain't good enough reasons to, to laugh and to try and laugh more and as much as possible, then I don't know what is. That's it. Well said. Keep laughing. Keep smiling. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty to smile about now as we sort of gear towards summer. Hopefully everyone can get out and get socialising and sort of some normality. People getting their vaccines, people getting their jabs, people being safe, washing their hands. That is it, man. I'm, I'm I'm about ready to wrap this up. I'm getting um some sort of allergy sitting in my brother-in-law's room with his cat's hairs, man. I can't stand cats. <laughs> fucking hate sound like cats. You, sound like he just body bagged a cat just now. You know what I'm saying? You zip one up. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in the coffin. Oh, that was, yeah, that, no, that was my bag. I got, um, cats. I you stop the laptop fly. Huh? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I, bought, I bought the laptop and the mic and everything here because we're, um, we're recording live from Barking. Live from Barking. So yeah, man. Cats. Yeah. Not a cat. Not a cat person. I got allergy for cats. My eyes started doing the madness. So yeah, I'm gonna sign out. Big up everyone for listening. Uh Beer Rap and Banner at Beer Rap Bants. I go by the name of Ben English. Whether you think Pele was the GOAT, whether you think UK uh actors are better than our American brethren. Whether you think Behind Her Eyes had a good ending, whether you think that, um, what else was we saying? Get should have been number one. Whether you're too old to rave, let us know at Beer Rap Bants, Beer Rap and Banner at gmail.com. Big up, Cal. Yep, shout out, shout out to the whole squad, whole crew. Big up to Ash, who's uh, not with us today, but will be with us the next time we record for Play On Podcast 2. We got Ryan as well, just waiting in the wings and then just Yeah man, listening like a pervert. Just voyeurism. You get me. One of them one of them guys in the clubs that stands near the girls' toilets. Just Trust uh... me, the uncle. <laughs> oh that was reminding me of what I was Come watching. On. The serpent the serpent. Watch watch your drinks, mate. The serpent. I don't know if you've seen that on iPlayer, but No. You'd like it, yeah, deep. All right. Big up all the uh, creepy uncles. And um, that's it. Big up everyone. Big up Ghana. Happy Independence Day. Big up Thomas Partey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't laugh, man. He had a great game today, you know. He's probably disappointed that he wasn't on the winning team because he did his bit. But he's, I'll never forget what uh, Ryan said in the last show about Partey. And then every time I see him walk off the pitch, I can't sort of unforget it. It's just like he chose to end his career at Arsenal. And he could have been doing up Champions League. He could have gone to other teams. But instead, he's struggling with a one-all draw at Turf Moor. He is <laughs> he is world-class. He makes Arsenal better. And when we get a better centre mid, 
to support him, um, you know, up for better days. But yeah, big up Thomas Partey, big up all the Ghanaians, big up everyone listening, and have a good week. Peace. Big up.